Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daft Differently. This is Esther Ezra from the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. Today we're going to be learning Yavamot Kufe 105. The Mishnah that appeared on Daf Kuf Dalid mentioned that a minor female's charitza is invalid. On our page, Kuf Hey, we discover, through a statement made by Rav Yehuda in the name of Rav, that this was not the unanimous Tanaitic opinion. Rather, the Mishnah that invalidated Chalitzat Ktana had recorded only one voice, that of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir had learned this halacha, that a Ktana could not perform Chalitza, from the Torah's reference to the brother-in-law as Ha'ish, in Dvarim Kafei Pasuk Zayin, Dvarim 25.7. The Torah's choice of the term Ha'ish for the brother-in-law tells us that the brother-in-law could not be a minor while performing chalitza, rather needed to be an ish, a man. Rabbi Meir, we are told, believed that we should draw an analogy between the law regarding the age requirement of the ish to that of the isha under discussion. Just as he had to be an ish, she too would have to be an isha, which meant no longer a minor. Rav Yehuda goes on to report that there was actually another opinion which had gone unrecorded in the Mishnah, but that he sees worth quoting now. An opinion that uses that same word, ish, to prove the opposite halachic conclusion. True, the brother-in-law needs to be an ish, but that's because the Torah explicitly pointed it out with its choice of words, calling him ha'ish twice. The widow, however, is consistently called Yivim To, his sister-in-law, or maybe his potential leveret wife, never Ha'isha. This clear difference in choice of terms shows that there is no room for Meir, Rabbi Meir's analogy. The Torah clearly did not conceptualize the male and female actors there in similar terms age-wise. This opinion, which separates on the ages of the Ish and the Isha, is attributed to Rabbi Yosei, whose halachic opinions are usually quite influential. The Gemara brings, immediately after this discussion, a case where Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, Rebbe, ruled like Rabbi Yosei, and allowed a minor girl to perform chalitza. Upon Rebbe's hearing from Rabbi Yosei's son, Rabbi Ishmael, that this was his father's opinion. This is the preferred direction the Gemara seems to take thereby freeing up the minor widow from, past, from a past relationship for future ones in her continuing adventures as a child bride. Wait, we don't need to rule and read so harshly. There may be other interests other than her family's seeing her remarried, interests that would have the chalitza sooner rather than later. The deceased's family might not want her in the family. It might be him, it might be his parents. They might even blame his death on her somehow. Maybe they just don't want her. The brother-in-law might have a wife or an intended and not wish to have yet another one. 
this might be important for his first woman. One thing we can definitely state clearly, this question of a minor's charitza is a great illustration of the messiness involved in Kiddushayk Tana, betrothal of minor girls. Obviously, she was a minor when first married to him. The rabbis in the days of the Mishnah and in the days of the Gemara were clear in this resistance to this practice. If this practice were not found in their days, they would not have had to been so adamant about their resistance. <clears throat> By the way, this opinion, the one attributed to Rabbi Yosei, did not become the halacha. An editorial statement in the Gemara informs us almost immediately, V'hilchata, here's the halacha, ad se'arot. She cannot perform chalitza until entering puberty, coming of age. Chalitza is a legal act. Those involved in legal acts must be legal personas. On one hand, this is a restriction for her. It narrows her further options. On the other hand, it provides a certain degree of protection for her. With the deceased's family assuming financial responsibility for her until she is old enough to take legal action for herself. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.